Hi, this is Danny John Jules, and you are listening to the Bromley Buzz. Thank you, Danny John Jules, for uh, the intro to the Bromley Buzz. Uh, Danny and the cast of Da Vinci Code are appearing at the Churchill Theatre between the 10th and 15th January, so that's coming very soon. Zena, Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Darren! Oh my goodness, can you believe how this time has just flown and we're already in January? Uh, frankly, no. It's like one of those rules. Every time you try to have a rest, it goes up ten times faster than the working time. Yeah, so, talking of speed, we are actually zooming into 2022. Uh, most of the time, as usual, we'll be face-to-face, but um, there we go. A bit of zoom for us. Yeah, it's been quite um, a challenge this week, getting our podcast out. We was normally do it on a Monday, don't we? That's Monday right. Monday was back on holiday. Well, we were planning... Tuesday. Yeah. Go on, who's going to break first? <laughs> Hilarious. The, the perils of Zoom. Um, yeah, uh, you were going to say about Tuesday. Oh, no, Tuesday I was working, so we couldn't do Tuesday. And then Wednesday we decided we were going to record, didn't we? Yeah, and then you felt a little bit flat and got tired. Yes, we'll go into that in a minute, but should we just do our welcome then? <laughs> yeah, and we our can. Before we dive into our lives. Buzzes. Well, this is um, being out of practice, having taken the, the Christmas period off. Um, that's why I forgot about the introduction. Uh, anyway, Darren uh, Wheel of Intune PR with Zina Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. Yep, on the Bromley um, Buzz podcast. Yes, and um, you can find us also on Mondays on Channel Radio 2. That's right, at 10.30 in the mornings, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've got lots of stuff for the show this week, because quite a few things have been happening um, over the Christmas period, uh, some of which we've been involved in ourselves. Uh, who's going to buzz first today, me or you? Well, I think we've got some joint buzzes, haven't we? So uh, we've got two joint buzzes. Shall I do the first one, then you can do the next one? Right, well, carry on. Right, so the first joint buzz that we both had is we took part in some voluntary work with the Rotary Club uh, on the side of the uh, Rotary Passport Club at Biggin Hill with Santa. So we were out there slaying away with Santa. We were his elves, little helpers, and uh, we were going down Biggin Hill High Street um, where Dazzle had his, um, of course, his wonderful uh, podcast apparatus. Uh, interviewing some amazing people out there, which I'm sure he's going to tell you about any moment. But it was such, it was such a buzz. It was absolutely freezing, wasn't it? Uh, absolutely. But it was amazing to see the joy in people's faces. And it's the first time Santa sleigh has actually been down there collecting donations for local uh, charities, all these wonderful local charities. And we have collected, drum roll, over £17,000. Yeah, incredible, isn't it? Yeah, in, in what, about three weeks, I think it was? So crumbs. Yeah, about what three weeks. Um, and we had lovely um, breaks in between. Well, we had a break in between where we got served some lovely mulled wine and mince pies, if you like mince pies. I'm not keen on mince pies, so I had an extra glass of mulled wine. Hmm. How I about think- you? I think uh, I just, I just had one glass of mulled wine and no mince pie, but uh, my favourite bit of all was when Santa on his um, sled going up the road was pursued by a lady, uh, and uh, and uh, 
you know, he, he, he was rather chuffed to have been pursued like that. Um, oh, and also with one of my other uh, moments. Pursued, uh, that sounds a little bit dodgy. Mm. We're talking pursued because she was so over the moon to see Sam. And do you know what? It was a great end to that day because, as Dazzle says, she, uh, she pursued Santa running down the street. Santa, Santa! And she wanted these pictures taken and everything. But then in the end, she gave Santa a massive hug. Yeah, well, by, con by contrast, I went to a door, and when it was answered, um, uh, it was opened by a man in his underpants. <laughs> who was a very nice <laughs> man, and donated, he donated generously as well, so uh, good for him. Uh, and the other one, incidentally, we put this on the Bromley Buzz Instagram, was Curtis, the enormous uh, English bulldog that we encountered. Uh, <laughs> you know, he only got as far as the window. He would have been so pleased to come and say hello personally, but what a dog. No, and I think, you know, this something like this was also what the people needed. I mean, you know, from children to young people to even the adults and the pensioners. There were so many just sitting in the window waving through the windows. Um, one thing I found quite shocking, but not in a bad way, but in a bad way. But no, it's not a bad way. But I just kind of want to say that it's amazing how many people out there are still trusting. And I think... It just felt so special because we'd knock on the door and I'm talking about elderly people. They'd open the door and they'd say, oh, yes, 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 yes. And then off they'd go to get some money to donate, leaving their doors wide open, which is a bit, hmm. But you can see the trust and the vulnerability and the, uh, uh, yeah, I'm lost for words. It was beautiful. I almost felt like I had to stand guard like a police officer and make sure nobody else came along. <laughs> I have a feeling we may have actually had former police in our ranks on that day. But uh, anyway, uh, we can now hear from some of the people we spoke to on the day and some of those involved. Right, stop a minute. Christine Atkinson, <laughs> what on earth are we doing freezing our freezing parts off out in the cold in Biggin Hill we're doing really, just before Christmas? We're doing really good collecting for charities. Oh, oh, this lady okay. wants to give us some money. Right. Hang on, we'll collect for once. Pardon? No. We've been ranging around, but that's not part of it. Alright. Oh, only obviously it gives to valley collectors. That's going to go. There are no valley collectors. Yeah. Right, anyway, let's start again. Christine, why are we freezing ourselves out in uh, Biggin Hill tonight with pants Santa hats on and rotary tabards? Well, Darren, it's well worth doing this because this is our one chance of a year uh, and we missed it last year to obviously raise money for all the local charities um, and others. So St Christopher's, etc, etc. So it's, it's, it's a fantastic thing to do. And the we that are here, it's um, Bromley Rotary Club, unless I'm much mistaken. It is Bromley Rotary Club, but you will find other Rotary Clubs are out and about and around various other areas too. And we're following Father Christmas, Mr. Lord <laughs> we, we are, we are. Some call him Father Christmas, some of us call him Santa, but he's doing a great job. He's uh, probably getting a bit tired as it's getting nearer Christmas, but he'll do what he can for the kids. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, uh, yeah, it's just great to be out here and uh, people are stopping in the cars, they're coming out of the houses and they're being generous. Well, 
London the residents of Biggin Hill and Bromley. Yes, definitely. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate it. So, have a Merry Christmas. Thank you, Christine Atkinson. <laughs> so, Denise Mead Hill, previous guest on the podcast, oh. currently masked up for this uh, <laughs> trip around Biggin Hill following Santa Claus. How are you doing? Oh, very well, thank you. I'm really enjoying this uh, new adventure. This is the first time I've volunteered with Rotary this year on their Christmas run. So, uh, yeah, it's been excellent. Well, you're the uh, a resident elf. I you? am indeed, uh, yes. All the green and red to bit of a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in full gear. Um, unfortunately, you can't see, but um, yep, I've got my lights, I've got my hat, I've got my, my tights on. So, yep, all ready to go. I envy you the tights. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping me nice and warm, yeah. And, and of course, really you're actually a, a, a person with a rotary club of your own. Uh, yes, that's right. We're doing the passport club. So that's, right. um, that's the part, that's the serious bit of, well, not too serious, bit of well, um, rotary. Well, touching by tonight, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it just goes to show that we can have fun as well as yeah. getting things done. Yeah, let's have a chat about who we can dress up as in the passport right, club. That will yes. increase the membership. <laughs> excellent, <then>. excellent. <laughs> All right, anyway, thank you. <laughs> Pardon? I said, I've been calling out to them, but they can't hear me. I'm bringing up the rear because um, I've only just got here. I've been delayed by taking my daughter for a jab. So. Oh, oh, well done. Oh, well Thank you for coming out in the freezing cold to hand that over. Very kind of you. And you. Happy Christmas. Father Christmas, you having a good time? I'm having a fantastic time. Ho, ho, ho. Aren't the people of Biggin Hill generous? Absolutely fantastic, and the children, big smiles, all looking happy and really excited, and it's a lovely, lovely thing to see. Well, well done, enjoy the rest of your Christmas. Thank you, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Collins, we're out here and the, the Rotary Father Christmas is, actually the Father Christmas Father Christmas is advancing up the road. What are you doing here? What Just am I doing? your Christmas hat and your tabard, as if I wouldn't guess. I'm spreading a bit of Christmas cheer. It hasn't felt very Christmassy this year. So, yes, collecting money on behalf of a load of really worthwhile charities, but also just having a load of fun with some people. And it actually really puts you in the Christmas spirit when you're yelling Merry Christmas at the top of your voice for like a couple of hours. Yeah, it's like one of Zenith's affirmations, but it, done in front of the public of Biggin Hill. Repeatedly. Absolutely, in a silly hat, in the freezing cold. Yeah, and some of the people have pursued us and handing money over when they didn't see us at first. Yes. And then we got um, mothers and children pursuing the sleigh. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's been lovely, isn't Although it? Although so I think far? it's hilarious that Santa actually made the last child cry <laughs> yeah but she smiled and waved after she it. did she did yeah. indeed yeah but uh, yeah it's all good fun is it that narali mine co podcast cold <laughs> yes my teeth are practically chattering already <laughs> and your hands cold your feet are cold but your bucket is rattling so well done yes and you've got your reindeer ears on and i've got my reindeer ears and they're glittery and it's glittery and i've got a christmas jumper on underneath all my layers of coats and thermals well, well done noble pursuit tonight I'm told we're, um, we, uh, the Rotary, are earning for charities a thousand pound a night on these. Yeah, uh, we're doing really, really well. Absolutely. Yeah, the people are so happy to see us as well. It's I know really the lovely. children are loving it. We've had a few children yeah. jump out and wave at Santa. We've had a few selfies with Santa, so they're loving it. And it's yeah. nice to see the joy in people's faces. Tim Buick. Hello, and Tim Elf here. Like a behind the mask up here. Absolutely. You're, you're also a Rotarian, are you? I've been volunteering for Rotary for about six months, probably. But are you a Rotarian? Um, I don't are know. Are you in your club? Sorry? I'm, I'm, I'm an honorary member. Okay. 
So what brings you out as an honorary member, a volunteer? I have been volunteering for as much as I can. So around the uh, the day job and, and the street bin, then whatever time I've got, I'll volunteer. And this is probably your coldest one so far, I'm guessing. Uh, last one was in a heated swimming pool, so yes. <laughs> Rotarians. Come Absolutely. and join the Rotary, you get a real variety. Absolutely. Thank you, Tim Buick. Vic from Bromley Rotary Club. You've been organising this, have you not? I have. I've been thinking about a change to the, the system all year. And uh, this year we've included other groups, charities, to help us with the collected, and it's worked extremely well. We've had, uh, we, instead of being out for about six, seven, eight nights, we've been out for 16 nights and it's been really good. Yeah, and I can see both the people who have volunteered for it, um, Rotarians and non-Rotarians, and the people we're going past are having a whale of a time. They have. It's been a good as well as a good fundraiser. It's been a, an excellent community event as well. It's wonderful to see all the children out there waiting for Santa. We've got a little Santa tracker, and they can, on, on warmer nights anyway, uh, all the children come out and see us, and it's, it's been really great, yes. Do you think we'll be back in 2023? Maybe 22 as well. And, yes, I think so. And I think, I think a lot of the children and the, and the mums and dads have missed the fact that they can't quite as conveniently go and see Santa in these, you know, in the shopping mall and all mm. this sort of thing because of COVID. And us bringing Santa to them, uh, they've appreciated that, and, uh, and they've been very generous. Well, thank you very much for putting on what is both a fundraiser and a fundraiser. Exactly that. There we go. We should have had a little um, bit of Christmas music to accompany that, ideally. Uh, uh, the, the Father Christmas interview got a bit drowned out by some of his own music. Yes, yes, he did. He did a wonderful job, Santa. He was great. Absolutely yeah. great. Right, do you want to talk about the next joint buzz that we have? Yes, I'd like to talk about some uh, other men in red. Uh, namely, <laughs> namely, the, uh, namely the football team Bromley Football Club. Uh, because we went to see Bromley FC versus Southend United. Home game for for Bromley. I, I do like non-league football, and uh, Bromley are, are doing their best to not be non-league for much longer. And we saw them draw one all uh, with Southend. And, uh, yeah, not a bad game uh, in its way. A couple of goals, a few, few chances. Wish they'd won. And we did that on Boxing Day as well, didn't we? We did indeed. Um yeah, and I think the crowd was over 3,000 in there. And there was a, it was a lovely lot of um, ladies and children uh, and older people. It was really good. Great range of um, people. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? I think I told you that, that that was probably my third or fourth live football game ever that I've been to. Well, given the fact that the ones you've seen to before have been like mostly at the Bernabeu, it's a bit of a contrast. You know, Barcelona or Real Madrid, um, Villarreal, all of these lot. Uh, I don't think they've probably graced the um, Bromley FC ground yet, but maybe I've, I could be wrong. The club's probably been around for a while. But anyway, we will be back and supporting them. Well, the sky's the limit. <laughs> you never know. Very true. But we do have some interviews from there as well which I will now lead us into. Starting man up for Bromley this evening. In goal, number one, Mark Cousins. Five, Chris Bush. Number six, Omar Shoney. Seven, Luke Coulson. 
Oh, there you are. Come see you. <laughs> and we're actually at the Bromley Football Club, half-time, Bromley nil, South End nil, and we're talking to fans, or one fan who's uh, the one who's willing to speak out the two I'm facing at the moment, hilariously. Anyway, what's your name? Alex. Hello, Alex. Thank you for talking to us. No worries. Yeah. What do you think of the game so far? It's been a bit quiet for Bromley. A little bit quiet for Bromley, but I think they've uh, got a fighting chance. We've had a good, good couple of shots on target, yeah, especially right. from Omar Shomi. Nice of them to have a caller just now. Very good for our sound recording. Yes, uh, yes, very good. <laughs> so, how long have you been following the club? Only since this summer. Oh, really? Yes. And what led to that? My boyfriend now plays for Bromley. <laughs> <laughs> so, will be, be the gentleman who you've just named, perhaps? Yes, potentially. <laughs> well, in that case, I look forward to seeing a lot of him in uh, a few minutes. Yes, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> where was he and where were you before this? Uh, we were in Colchester, mm -hmm. uh, and then we've been in Yeovil as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, now you can give me a, a bit more inside gossip then about him. How old is he? 26. 26. Yeah. So has he been around the non-league or the football league? Uh, he's in, been in League 2, and yeah, he's not been in non-league yet. Well, he might be, he might be uh, you know, going back up the divisions again, because Bromley are so close to the top now. I hope so. He's definitely uh, working hard, as always. A bit of a full house, by the looks of it. Most definitely. Yeah, very Most busy. Definitely. Very, very busy. Nice way to spend a boxing day. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a lovely way to spend a boxing day. Mm. So, have you been to many games? Yes, we come to we come to every home game and some away games, depending on where we are. Well, hope to see you again. Yes, definitely. Lovely to meet you. Right, I'm now pitch side, literally by the corner flag with Bromley Football Club on it, uh, with uh, Nick. Nick. And his two boys, by the way. That's it, yeah. Nick and so two what's boys. What's your boys called? This is Aidan, that's Ibi. And how old are they? Uh, Aidan, Ibi is 11, Aidan is 7. Oh, well. So they're both uh, Bromley Football Club fans. Lovely to see them here. Boys, say hello. Podcast on the club. What's your name? Aiden. Hello. Thank you. You're enjoying the game? Yeah. Okay, well, let's hope there's some goals in the second half. So, you've been coming how many years? Uh, I've been coming about 10 years now. Yeah, so, you're a proper fan? Proper fan, yeah. Uh, on and off week, uh, sort of. Not, not every week, but when we get a chance, sort of uh, when they play, not the 3 o'clock usual three o'clock kickoff but when they play like this you've seen them come up a couple of leagues in the last few years yeah 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 seen them come up and drop drop off and yeah it's been uh, been an interesting interesting journey so far 
Do you go to looks, away games? Looks, I, I haven't upgraded. No, I haven't had a chance to go to away games. But um, hopefully, we'll start doing a bit more home games, and, and hopefully, with the stadium uh, increasing capacity, so hopefully, the, the, the club will start investing a few players, and, and we get uh, better, better play. Hopefully. <laughs> Have they given you any particularly good memories? Of, you know, particular goals or games? Oh, there's a few to, few to go on, but uh, I, I think there was a game I can't remember now. A few years back, it was an exciting 3-3, um, 3-3 result. I can't remember they were playing uh, Gillingham, I think, or or Rochester, one of the one or the other, and that that was that was an interesting uh, interesting match. It ended up a 3-3 draw, I believe, at the time, but it was uh, it was really uh, nerve-wracking. That, that that's that's the one that I, you know kind of remember the most. The rest of them is just games and, and wait and see sort of thing. Yeah. Well, this is Boxing Day. And Boxing Day today. And we've got the new year coming up, so I'd like to wish you and your children a happy Christmas and thank you um, very much. Happy New Year too. Boys, say happy happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. Enjoy it. Well, there we go. Our first bit of football reporting. We've covered, covered uh, well, actually, no, it's not, because we've done uh, Orpington FC before and Julie Coville yes, from yes. there as well. And uh, I'm just in the process of arranging an interview with the president of Bromley and Blackheath Harriers. Um, unless it's the other way around and it's Blackheath and Bromley Harriers. But uh, anyway, whichever one's is, he's the president. It's Norman Park and uh, I will be there. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, we've suddenly got all sporty. What's wrong? Yes, we have gone all sporty. We might be sporting presenters. Yeah, I mean... But, you know, we've got some amazing interviews for this buzz this week. It's incredible. Yeah, by the way, how did your um, detox over Christmas go? I, I remember in the last well, it's episode... Still going. Is it really? It's still going. It's still buzzing. Obviously, uh, Kerry, Kerry Madwick, she, is, she gave uh, myself and Sarah Marsh-Collins uh, a couple of days rest um, to just indulge in our joys of food and drink. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's going well. well really, uh, really good. As a local resident and, mindset coach, well done. No, but you know what? And it's about accountability and keeping people going, and you know, and it's it's given people flexibility as well that has allowed to kind of move forward. So yeah, it's been wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Really enjoying it. I'll tell you what, I can make a little book recommendation to you. Uh, I should be careful about this because I haven't read it yet. I haven't even got hold of it yet. But I was listening to BBC Radio 5 Live this week uh, and they had an author on there uh, who's called uh, Johan Hurry. And he's written a book called Stolen Focus. And it's about uh, how hard it became for him to start reading a book without wanting to do his phone five minutes later. And then he went off for three years of research on the subject of what on earth is going on with our attention spans. And uh, what he spoke about on the show this week was really, really interesting and uh, right up your street, I suspect. Brilliant. Yeah, mm. and, and that, that is a massive thing. When we think about our focus, uh, how much focus do we actually have? I know my focus wanders constantly. Um, and one of the reasons because there's so many things going on in our heads and things to do. But anyway, we um, I'm sure I will go ahead and look into that book. And it is up my street. I do love to talk about the mindset. Well, I uh, had... 
sorry, I, I had a bit of a, a sort of generalised buzz over the Christmas anyway. It's just nice to be with family uh, and to get out. And when I was delivering things to the family and talking about attention and lack of it, I can't remember half of the names I need to hear. But anyway, I went round to uh, my niece's of a present delivery and I bonded with cats. She has two absolutely lovely uh, short bonded haired with cats. cats. <laughs> yeah. Sounds a bit. Um, hmm. they, they weren't quite like that, although one of them was playfully <laughs> trying to give me a scratch. But one of them was called Teddy, and the other one's name I've forgotten. So apologies to Second Cat. Uh, and if in the new year anyone would like a fresh cat, uh, I recommend Foal Farm, the uh, animal charity which has both dogs and cats, and quite possibly other animals. But uh, I haven't been there in a while to remember. Well, that would be good because I do know a uh, few people that. Uh love cats and they tend to um, look for charities that have cats and take them rescue homes and all of that so and I know somebody's actually looking for a cat. Hmm. Well there we go, Hopefully, there's, there's a place to go, closer than Battersea. <laughs> uh, believe... You're not getting my jokes today, maybe my jokes are really terrible, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm not paying enough attention once I've read that book. <gasps> you're not paying attention. <laughs> anyway, so should I talk about my other buzz that I've had? Yes, indeed. And I get this every year. I get this every single year. And, and it's literally just down the street from me on Hayes Lane. Uh, um, this house on the corner just before you get to Nuffield um, Leisure Centre. And then there's this farm with horses. They put up a spectacular Christmas decoration with wheels, lights, uh, Father Christmas, Santa, Slate, you name it. And they've been doing this for over, gosh, over 30 years. And it's, um, you know, you could go along, see the lights, and you can donate money. And all, all the money that's donated, there's a little box outside, and you donate in there, and all that money goes to children's charities. I mean, that's such a wonderful thing to do. It, it's spectacular. I love well, it. And it's just uplifting. Well, Look at my crook, those lights are there every year. Well, thanks to you, I, I went along with my daughters and uh, we got uplifted as well. And we dropped some money in their box too. Um, I, I particularly enjoyed the... Um, uh, there was a sort of row of animated reindeer that bobbed their heads up and down in it. I, <laughs> they were hilarious. I put a little bit of video of that on our Instagram uh, the other day. Oh, yeah, you almost become a child when you go there, don't we? Oh yeah, I definitely got about two feet shorter. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, okay. Uh, any more buzzes for you? Uh, well, I've got a, an upper. Well, really upper... Pardon? I said that was really high pitched. Well, on your part or mine? Oh, well, on my part. <laughs> we could be on your part as well, but uh, no, it was on my part. Well, maybe we can do a little bit of um, see who can do the highest voice one day. Other than the fact I'll lose instantly, so I won't even embark on that one. I'll tell you something that did did get me would have get my voice going if I ever let it, and that is um, littering. I really hate littering. It annoys the heck out of me. I was crossing Court Road in Orpington the other day, and I'd just been down uh, the path by the road, and I came back, and there was a nice McDonald's parcel that somebody had slung out of the window in the cart, right bang into the centre of the road. And I nearly got, not nearly really, but I nearly got run over trying to pick the thing up and dispose of it because I got so hacked off by it. So, on a happier note, because we're not about expressing misery on this show, 
Uh, I have a copy of the Mayor of Bromley's second edition newsletter here. And uh, amongst his various mayoral engagements, I love this one. The Mayor was delighted to present certificates to the 2020-2021 Sweet Street Street Sweeper of the Year uh, recipient, along with this year's nominees. The Mayor was honoured to be able to personally thank those who undertake this very hard and sometimes undervalued job. And if I can find out the name of the person he did that presentation to, we'll get him on the show. Uh, and by the way, therefore, if you are out there and you are littering, carry on, because it employs the, sweep, the, the street sweeps. Uh, I don't really mean that. Yes, but, so there's a pro and con about that, isn't it? So it yeah. does employ them to give them jobs, but then again, we don't want the littering. Can I, can I also <laughs> give a shout out to Bromley's bin men as well at this time of year? Uh, they do such a great job, and they, when the weather gets worse and it gets cold and whatever, you can think of them as well. Yes, no, absolutely. They, you know, doesn't matter what the weather's like, they'll be out there. Mm. Yeah. Um, can I tell you about my uh, buzz that I heard yesterday, which was official date for uh, Dancing on Ice? Finally, the date has been launched for the 16th of January. So my Saturday nights are going to be buzzing in watching Dancing on Ice. Excellent. Um, thus reprising, at least in viewing terms, your old career. The ice skating. Mm. Yes, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, we've got some great uh, skaters on there this year and I'm sure throughout the next few Bromley buzzes I'll be sharing a bit of that. Are you into um, dancing on ice like you were with Strictly? Uh, no, I got hacked off by Jason. I think it was Jason. It wasn't he the really rude judge. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, he, uh, well, on, on, on Strictly, Craig Revel Horwood has a kind of critical charm. And actually, mm. you can see what he's saying a lot of the time. Jason was just a beast, and eventually it got me hacked off of the show, and I stopped watching it. But we did watch the highlight at Christmas again of Todd Carty, I think it is. I don't know if you've seen this one. Todd Carty, when he was on there, he was skating around, and uh, mm. he and his partner, I think, and uh, he was on a solo bit. And instead of doing the circle or whatever he was meant to do, he just sailed straight off down the tunnel where they come in. <laughs> uh, so look out that YouTube clip. It was hilarious. That's brilliant. Well, you know what? You might not be putting up with Jason um, because they've got a new person, I think, stepping in for him, from what I understand, if I haven't mistaken wrongly. Um, and it's going to be... Um, Motse Mabuse, I think it is. Oh, from, I hope uh, so. She's She's been great on Strictly. Absolutely, from Strictly, yeah. So that would be really good to see her there in a different uh, light of sport. Yeah, she will also out-hair everybody else combined. <laughs> I think it was Motse Mabuse, or it might have been her sister. Um, I'm not sure. I need to double-check that, but yes. Well, that would be one o of them is anyway, the mm. Right, yeah. so any more buzzes um, for the day? Oh my gosh, I've got endless buzzes. I don't have got endless ones, so I'm going to whiz through these buzzes. So one of them I got um, interviewed for a podcast uh, with Robert B. Foster, who um, does um, Kurt Power's The Pro Power Project. And he interviewed me about my life, and we talked about resilience and mindset. And this is far over the sea in the United States, so I'm getting out there internationally, so this is wonderful. So that was a real buzz for me, which is then leading up to actually a podcast tomorrow. Another guy in the States who um, Robert referred me to. So yes, 
I'm excited, really excited about that. And uh, I think for both of us as well, this might be a joint buzz, uh, I'm really looking forward to starting my coaching sessions with the members of the Startup Bromley Business Hub. Oh yeah, I couldn't agree more. In fact, earlier on I got an email saying that two more people have booked in for me, so that made me very chuffed. Mm. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, so that's a great, uh, great thing happening. And then last week I had on my radio show on Channel Radio 2, Mindset Matters. Last minute I had uh, Sarah Marsh Collins, Babel Monkey Digital and Marketing, or Marketing mm-hmm. and Digital, um, jump in in the last minute. So yeah, do listen to that show. We had so much fun. It was on uh, the 31st. Yeah, uh, although uh, on a up, upcoming buzz, subject to developments, but uh, and strictly between ourselves, boom, boom, uh, we've got an interviewee who you're really looking forward to. Yes, Kevin Clifton. You got so excited at even the thought of that before I even asked him. Yeah, because he's he with his show, his Burn the Floor show is coming to the Churchill Theatre. It's going to be brilliant. Um, and I hope that one day I can actually get to meet him face to face. That would be wonderful. That would be really, really wonderful. And maybe he can teach me a few tango moves <laughs> and rumba moves. I do like the rumba. Uh, right, this one's going to tickle your fancy. I don't know about this. Um, mm. I was talking to my neighbours, and it's not in, based in Bromley, but because it's my neighbours next door, um, I thought this would be quite nice to share. Have you heard of Ridge Farm in Cape or Surrey? Is it um, one which is home to a Jewish community, or am I confusing it with another? No. I am confusing this... it with another. That's something for another show, actually. And... Okay, well, Okay, so Ridge Farm, fill me this in. One, this one is 16th century farmhouse to, uh, to re-owned recording studio. So back in 1975, the barn at Ridge Farm was given a lease of life when Ridge Farm became one of the first residential recording studios in the UK. With a few years, the farm was hosting sessions at the forefront of recording music as Barn Naturals Acoustic and Ambience, who, sorry, that won many admirers within the recording industry, attracting artists such as Roxy Music, Queen, Ozzy Osbourne, Ridge Farm, quickly built a reputation by providing a warm and welcoming environment in which artists could hide from the spotlight to do what they do best i mean it goes on to talking about other people that got their uh, record platinums all all up there in the place you've got to google it it's so stunning pearl jam wet 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 oasis i mean you know the muse sugar girl it's just incredible and it really gave me a buzz so and you can hire this place out for events and weddings and all sorts of things yeah, well, Bromley fun. has got an, uh, a fairly awesome musical heritage in its way. I mean, having mm-hmm. David Bowie as one of our alumni is enough all by itself. Yes. But it, on top of that, we've got the Bromley Youth Music Trust and literally hundreds and hundreds of young students and older students and a rock uh, side, if I remember correctly as well, uh, all doing their thing in Bromley. And uh, some of them go off and fill the ranks of things like the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's you know, I don't know what it about Bromley, but I just this just tickled me because it was such a buzz for me. I didn't know it existed. And, uh, yeah, there we go. 
Mm. You never know who you can talk to in the London Borough of Bromley and find out things. I know someone who um, people in the London Borough of Bromley can attempt to talk to, and that is BBC Radio London, because they are advertising at the moment that they want to follow 100 Londoners for the centenary of the BBC uh, to tell stories of their lives throughout the year. So I'd like to share that now in case anyone would like to put themselves forward to it. Just Google BBC Radio London 100, which I did earlier on. You'll find your way there. And now then, affirmation time. What have you got? What have I got for you? This is going to send you into a drift. What is your life's purpose? And there's the silence. Not so much as usual. At the moment, I think it's um, the, the name of the old Bee Gees song. Staying alive, ha, 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 staying alive. That'll do. The rest of the purpose can be built on that. If you haven't got health, you haven't got much else on top anyway. So, uh, you know, keep, keep going. Yeah, and I think it's about thinking about what is your life purpose? What are you doing? Why are you here? What do you want to achieve in life? Because those are going to be your drivers and your motivations and your aspirations. I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing which is coupled with that, though, it's, and that is not to live a grey life. There you go. You know, and uh, knowing people like you and Sarah and bumping into the wonderful things you can see on a daily basis around where we live in Bromley, even from things like, you know, the little bit of bird life that you see in the garden through to um, Priory Live Festival in the summer or in many people's cases, I suspect, going into places like the Pit Stop for the beer uh, and uh, and the other breweries and things that there are in, in Bromley. The list of things you can do that enrich your life, many of which do not cost a penny, um, you know, is fairly endless and it's all around here. Yeah. So thank you for your affirmation. Yeah, no, most welcome. Can I just... Um, I know it's probably not um, coming up just yet, but I kind of wanted to talk about... Uh, my breakdown yesterday. I know I'd left um, teaching in a school and I was driving along, hadn't even left like two minutes and my car sounded really odd. And I was obviously rushing home so I could do my Bromley Buzz recording with you, as I mentioned earlier mm. on, um, you know, right at the beginning of this podcast. And um, I pulled on the side on Old Bexley Lane and got out the car and I'm looking around trying to see what's wrong and then I noticed one of my wheels have gone. My wheels have never blown in my entire life since I've had my driver's license uh, and believe me that's a long time I've had it for over 25 years and I've never had a flat tire anyway this gentleman was driving on the opposite way and obviously I was getting a bit ner nervous and stressed and I was like what do I do what do I do um, and he stopped and um, I just want to say thank you to him because he, he put his head out the window stopped all the other cars and went you've got a flat tire would you like some help and I was like oh that would be wonderful so he took a whole turn around came back I pulled up into a side street and we looked in the back of my car thinking oh he's gonna save me and I didn't have a spare wheel so lesson learned make sure you know your car's got a, a spare wheel yeah hmm. well, they don't some of them don't come with them anymore which is no well, I didn't know odd. this mm. yeah. so I just wanted to give a shout out I mean by the way um problem was all solved I ended up renting in loads of places this was like at 4 15 in the afternoon mm. I got home just before eight o'clock at night but I got home safe and well but I want to give a, a shout out and I in all the panic I didn't get his name but I did take a picture of his van and his van he works um, or it must be his own business it's called Suave S-U-A-V-E 
and they're a property care professional affordable decorator. So thank you very much for stopping and giving me a hand for that. So that was that's wonderful. So that gave me a real buzz, um, people stopping and being helpful. Yes, that's well great. done. Uh, him as a good Samaritan. And uh, if he takes Samaritan. as good care of properties as he did of you, he will be a, a great person. And he's anyway. Well done, then. And you know what? When you're in a situation like that, and you know, because I'm all about well-being, it was a great opportunity for me to take some time as well and do some reflecting, some meditating. Uh, there was a couple of um, meditations that I listened to, so that was wonderful. And I felt better. So it was a buzz in a way. I don't think I'd be, if I was at the roadside and I had no spare tyre, I would be meditating about anything very much, apart from in a grumpy fashion. So hats off to you for your uh, mindset seeing that. Well, as I say, always control the things you can control, and if you can't control them, let them go. Ah, this brings me nicely onto the news, because uh, uh, there has been someone who was let go by um, Cray Wanderers Football Club. Uh, their manager, um, Danny Kedwell, has um, departed in the old phrase, by mutual consent. I don't know if they've appointed a new manager yet. That was news quite recently. So uh, if anyone would like a job of managing a very historic football club, they might like look at that one. Uh, also... Fantastic. Yeah, uh, our... Um, start again. The chief executive of Bromley's council... Um, whose first name is Ade, I can't recall the rest of it, but uh, he's been honoured in the New Year's Honours. Fantastic. Yeah, and by definition, all of the staff have underpinned the work that he's been doing here in Bromley as well. It's not easy for council people. Uh, right, so what else have we got? Oh, yes. Um, also in uh, the Bromley's newsletter, uh, I found a nice little story about, if I remember correctly, ah, there we go, um, a hundred-year-old... Um, resident of the borough, um, Mrs. Elizabeth Pikarski, who was visited at the Anticol Polish Care Home in Chislehurst to celebrate her 100th birthday. And uh, wow. as a child, she lived with her parents in Poland and in 1939 experienced the Nazi occupation of Poland and subsequently the invasion of Russian military forces. In spite of all the horrendous experiences she endured, her mind is still active, being able to recount the horrors. Uh, I could probably do with less be, uh, activity on that one if I were her, which both are in armies inflicted upon the people, her own family having been deported to Siberia. And she's contributed to a book which gives a graphic account of her travails and the efforts of the Polish survivors under General Anders, forming a new army to oppose the Germans with achievements in the Syrian and Italian campaigns. And she tra trains as a Red Cross nurse and attended her wounded fellow countrymen. I mean, that is quite a story, and I've got to see if I can get a hold of a copy of that book and talk about it a bit yes. more on here. I mean, wouldn't it be great to be able to have a chat with her as well? It would, yeah. Well, we've got her address. Well, there we do. Mm. That's something we can look at. Yeah. What else have we got uh, in terms of news? Well, we've got one, uh, something which amuses me. Now, sometimes we go through the, the whole or parts of Life in Orpington magazine. Uh, their January edition is out now, and uh, something that amused me, the cover has a headline which goes, How to Nail Dry January. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even going there, I'm not nailing dry January, I'm, I, the nails have been prized out and thrown away, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, yes, it works for some people, it doesn't work for others, and I think sometimes when it's you put those labels on it, 
you kind of fall off track. I mean, uh, you know, on my show, actually, uh, the radio show, I shared some data but that, um, and I won't go all into that because it was quite sort of um, full on and lengthy, but basically, once we start January, after three weeks, people fall off mm. because they haven't really thought about their reason why the whole time sitting, what is the true reason why you want to do dry January? What are your motivators? Okay, I want to get healthy, but what's your reason for being healthy? So all these things, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, you know, I just pick and choose when I want to do it. Well, we'll be picking and choosing, picking and choosing some more content from life in Orpington. I have an apology, and it's not often I apologise for anything on this show apart from forgetting people's names, such as the chief executive of the council, uh, um, and that is an apology which is a sincere one to uh, Amelia's Deli in Pets Wood. A while ago, they contacted us on Instagram and said, oh, we'd like to come on the show, which um, I would like to have done. I've had them in the list for contacting to put them on the schedule. Very sadly, I saw that in December they've closed. And it was a nice deli that did some very individual products. So all I can say there is there are fantastic coffee shops and delis in uh, Bromley and independent places. Uh, get out there and support them and buy some things yeah, from them because they're delightful. Yeah, I think you know, it's the small businesses and all these kind of things, it's really important. There's many out there. Um, some news, um, I don't know if you, well, I'm sure you, you must have seen this one, uh, about again about um, Emma Raducanu. Um, she was set to be the youngest uh, MBE recipient ever in the New Year's Honours list. The South London tennis star is tipped to receive an honour. So it's, you know, as a reminder, the 19-year-old US Open winner would be the youngest ever to receive this. It's fantastic as well. And Life in Orpington has, or had, uh, I can't remember if it's this edition or an earlier one, um, they've yes. got uh, five minutes with Emma Randicardo in it. They have indeed, in the Life in Orpington, yeah. Mm. I've, um, got, I've got that copy, so yeah, if you haven't got it, I've got the copy <laughs> for you. Talking of the media, I was really chuffed to see that the Guardian newspaper uh, have um, mentioned Bromley Little Theatre, uh, where we recorded from before. Now, it's a bit sad because their new production has been uh, pushed mm. pushed back, I think. But they've also got a really interesting person coming in uh, for a solo appearance. Uh, I think she's a person who wrote um, Upstairs, Downstairs. I can't remember the name of the lady off the top of my head, but uh, she's coming soon. But anyway, The Guardian said... Of 84 Charing Cross, uh, that Charing Cross Road production, this amateur theatre puts on several shows a year and has a committed group of players and technicians. Uh, the show, adapted from the book by Helene Hanf, had two excellent leads, who, because the play is mainly based on letters, oh yes, we had a bit of that from uh, Alice when we were doing a recording, they have to react to what the other is saying without interacting with them. This subtle romance was beautifully portrayed. The director and cast created the atmosphere of a cosy evening in front of the fire, leaving the audience greatly comforted and intensely satisfied. Thank you, Jeremy Reynolds, the reviewer, for putting that in. Lovely. Amazing. Um, you know, I was reading um, the newspaper online for the new shopper, and um, I spotted something on there which I thought was absolutely wonderful. Um, and it's amazing what young children can do. Uh, a young schoolboy from Shortlands raised £2,000 for Bromley Borough Food Bank by inviting friends and family to sponsor his achievements um, on an online maths game. So this eight-year-old boy, Ray Rosen Rawlings, 
set himself a challenge to double his score on the Times Table Rockstar. So the Times Table Rockstar is a program where they, children do their Times Table learning and they can do competitions with themselves or with other people and it's fantastic. Anyway, so uh, the Times Table Rockstar, he did this in six weeks leading up to Christmas. It meant him dedicating at least half an hour a day to hit his target. So, the, as I said, the um, Times Table Rockstar is a popular educational tool that motivates children to improve the speed and accuracy of their Times Table. I mean, how wonderful is that? Yeah, it is wonderful. And it follows, actually, a couple of bits of praise for local school children we mentioned in the last show as well. Yeah. And you know what? I was talking to somebody earlier on and they were complaining that they're getting on the bus and all the school kids push around them and get on first and ignore them and things like this. Yes, you do get activities like that going on and people will be a little bit uh, forgetful when you're in a crowd and all that kind of thing. But one of those children might have been the child that did that. They might have been the child that we mentioned or children in the last show that were arranging donations to local homeless. Um, you know, I, I wish people wouldn't just concentrate on the thing that irritates them at the time. The children and youth around here, a lot of them are absolutely great, and I would just like to say that. Yeah, and you know what, actually, and you know, this is probably a great topic for me to talk about on my radio show, um, about mindset. You know, we don't know, whether you're your child or you're an adult, we don't know what's going on in the other person's world. And sometimes we just have to step back and breathe and think about our own emotions and the reactions we give. And I think, you know, if, if actually somebody pushes you, instead of lashing out, maybe just say, um, give them a smile or something. And it could change the atmosphere and the ambience straight away and the reactions. Because who knows, that person could have lost somebody in their lives. They could have failed their exam as it's caused an impact on them. So I think it's just stepping back and reflecting. Actually, one of the most famous books in coaching, The Seven Habits of uh, Highly Successful People, talks about that very thing right at the beginning where there's uh, the author goes on to the American uh, equivalent of the tube. And uh, while he's there, there's some kids running around and being terrible. Uh, and he complains to the parent who then says, yes, well, they were at their mother's funeral earlier on. And uh, he says that they gave him a paradigm shift, a different outlook on them and what they were doing as a result. Uh, so, yeah, it's a fascinating area, actually. It is. Um, I've got one more piece of news, which was quite nice to because we've been talking about Bromley mm. Football Club. Um, Bromley Football Club are in Hayes are hosting a COVID uh, booster vaccine clinic. So they're opening up that there as well. Yeah, cool. Um, in fact, um, I was also talking to somebody from uh, the Islamic Centre in Keston earlier on today, and they too have a, a COVID booster clinic as well. So it's fascinating seeing the kinds of organisations that are coming to the aid of the party with this kind of thing. Right. Uh, Dazzle, why don't you tell us what you've spotted on social I already did. <laughs> oh, you already did. Uh, that, was, that was the 84 Charing Cross Road thing. I picked that one oh. up off of uh, um, the Bromley Little Theatre's Twitter. Um, you so didn't that do was the really introduction. Good. There's me going, tell me. Ah, what ah. But I do have another but one. I spotted. Right, here's my sleeve, which nobody can see on Zoom, and up it, well, actually, there's nothing up it apart from my arm. Biceps. 
Oh, that's a waste of time. Um, I need to go to... Oh, well, pie biceps, is it? How many yeah. mince pies can I lift? <laughs> Quite a few this Christmas, actually. But uh, you, you have done such a great link there because, oddly enough, this is about the Lift Each Other gym, uh, or Lift Each Other Studio, as they're called, in Orpington, uh, where you're the um, mindset coach and where they have, I think, at least seven physical coaches and they have an open day. Uh, coming up uh, and it's at 12 p.m. on the 8th of January Saturday of this weekend and um, yeah uh, if you're around get along there from 12 o'clock I think from five o'clock they might be handing out a few drinks and maybe snacks which probably don't include mince pies but I could be wrong they might be well, if, they, be if, they, if they've been to Marks and Spencer's as I did yesterday and got a pack for 18 pence maybe they've got loads of them yeah, that'd be good. But it's quite funny because they, the, the last open day they did, which was wonderful, um, but you go in and there was so much crisps and pies and brownies, thinking about a gym, really healthy stuff. And then there was a small little batch of carrots and cucumbers and a bit of hummus. <laughs> <laughs> right, do you remember? But, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Do you remember? Because I'm going along, can't I? Um, because I'm part of uh, Leo's gym. And I do the mindfulness and life coaching. So fitness is not all um, just about physical. It's also about the mind and the emotions and the spiritualness. And I tackle both of those. Obviously not the physical side, but the mindset around it all. Well, to come back to what you said earlier on, it helps people get over the hurdle of going along for three weeks or so and then throwing it all in. But uh, in, in the spirit of that, and uh, sorry for the interruption during your... Uh, speech there. There's interruptions, and there are uh, interruptions, and that was a bit, well, a bit more unusual. Well, interruptions. We're going to have to talk about this mm. because I'm the interrupter here. That's true. Mm. That is actually on the job description of the Bromley Buzz. Zenat, Master okay. Interruptress. <laughs> right. Anyway, Olivia Newton-John. Do you remember a song called "Physical" by her? Let Let's get, get physical, physical into physical. Well, I think uh, in, on behalf of the Lift Each Other Gym. Shall we do our buzz uh, out for the show to that tune vaguely? Right, on the count of three. Oh, hang on, we're not buzzing out yet, are we? We are, unless you've got further buzzes, which after what you said earlier you I, might do. I've got a couple of things I want to say before I buzz out. Oh, See, we're, we're sounding so disorganised now. Oh, it's appalling. <laughs> your, your interruption right, is doing great. Say... Shh. I'm doing my teacher thing now, aren't I? I'm just doing what you told me. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say, um, what's uh, unfortunately, what's off this um, weekend on Saturday as well, we were all going to go along to the Rotary Quiz uh, networking at High Arms. And, and we that got cancelled. Yeah. It did, didn't it? And unfortunately as well, the Gone Bar's closed at the moment. Uh, you've already mentioned the whole um, Bromley Little Theatre's postponing one of their um, performances, um, the Flare Path as well, hoping to do that at a later date. Um, and we can buzz out now in a bit, um, but you need to give the web addresses where everybody can find us, and then I want to say a, a little quote. Okie dokie. Well, in my case, it's um, www.intunepr.co.uk, and in your case, it's 
Yeah. And what about the Bromley Buzzes? We the Bromley Buzz can be found on. Well, you can use the hashtag Bromley Buzz, but we are also under that name on Twitter, on LinkedIn in a page there, uh, and on Instagram and Facebook, where we're quite so active. But um, yeah, we're enjoying ourselves via the socials and sharing the buzz about Bromley. Great. Okay, so what I'm going to leave with is um, I spotted this on social. Chiselous Girls for um, School for Girls. The Lighthouse tweeted a lovely quote by Thomas S. Monson, and it says, and I love this, we can direct the wind, but we can adjust... No, let me say that again. We can't direct the wind, but we can adjust the sails. Hmm, that's rather nice. It is, yeah. Hmm. So we can't direct the wind, but we can adjust the sails. Well, we're continuously adjusting the Bromley buzz uh, and adding in whatever we can. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend. Uh, I think I'll go along to that um, open day at Leo's and um, hopefully I'll see you there. Brilliant. Right, so, uh, physical. One, a two, a three. Have a great week. And a great year, everyone. Thank you.